Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, talking Atlanta Braves with MLB.com's Braves beat reporter, Mark Bowman. Mark, it seems like maybe a little bit of a surprise um, that... Jace Peterson has not only played himself, played his way into a, a spot on the team, but if I'm reading your stuff correctly, may have even played himself into being the, the primary second baseman. Is that an, an accurate read, and is it as much of a surprise as it seems to be from here? Yeah, it's certainly a surprise, uh, especially if we had this conversation uh, maybe you know the day before we came to spring training, uh, before you get your first look at Jace Peterson, a guy who you know, had some limited uh, time there with San Diego last year, uh, a guy who was risen through the, the their minor league system, San Diego's minor league system, uh, after being a two-sport star at, at uh, McNeese State. Um, just a very athletic guy. One of those guys that just kind of sticks out. I don't know if he's going to be, you know, developing to a, you know, an elite second baseman. I don't want to tout him as anything like that, but, but he's just a uh, one of those steady guys that, that certainly appears to be a better option than Alberto Cayaspo. Um it was a little bit of a reach. Um, maybe even uh, it was definitely a reach. Let's put it that way. Uh, during the off season, when they targeted him, targeted him to play second base and spend some time. How, at third how base. do you really feel about Kiaspo, Mark? Don't don't hold it. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's you know he's. Yeah, I talked to you know some of our other guys uh, when they had the signing, and they didn't. You know they they weren't real high on him. The, the Angels, uh, those who. Um, cover the Angels and the A's. Um, he, he came to camp overweight, and, and that's been a, a, a problem for him the last couple of years. And uh, it, he convinced the Braves he was going to hire a personal trainer. Well, if he did, I, I think he may have fired that personal trainer after he signed that contract there in early December. So, uh, you know, he does not seem to be an everyday player. Jace Peterson has stood out. Uh, you know, I think he will get uh, plenty of the reps there. And you know, as I hinted, it may not just be playing second base. He may also play third base um, when Chris Johnson sits against some right-handers. The other choice there is Phil Gosselin, who I still I see as a better option than Kiaspo as well. You uh, you mentioned, and I actually hadn't realized this, you mentioned that uh, Peterson played two sports. Um, Rio Ruiz, same thing. Terrell Jenkins, same thing. That That was an old... When the Braves were were on top, 
uh, that was something that they really seemed to do a lot of. They, they, the guys they drafted and developed weren't just baseball players. They were athletes, and their pitchers were all athletes and could hit. Um, is, is that the acquisition of those guys maybe reflective of one of the ways that, that this new old regime is trying to get back to the way things used to be? Yeah, I think so. I think we're starting to see them target uh, the better athletes, uh, the, the, the guys that, that might. Uh, I think recently a lot of their draft picks have, have been, you know, what, what we all term as safe picks. Uh, now, now they're they're reaching out, trying to get the athletes. It's certainly uh, targeting speed. You, you see a lot more speed in the system right now. Um, but yeah, you, you know the, the guys like a real Ruiz who could have played quarterback at, at uh, USC, Harold Jenkins who could have played quarterback at Baylor, uh, Jace Peterson, a guy who played DB in college. You, you are seeing um, more of those, those kind of athletes that you saw come in here before, and some of that may have to do with the fact that they, they have brought back some of their old scouts. Uh, Roy Clark is now back in the system after. Um, being gone for a few years, so I think that old mindset is back. And you know, as you heard many times, Sherold said, we want to get back to the Braves way. And uh, now, if I, now I'm on that. I need to tell you something. You know, when Freddie got tossed last week in the uh, first inning, you know, spring training game, he's sitting there with Bobby Cox last week, and uh, John Sherold walked by, and uh, and Freddie goes, "Hey, hey, uh, John, I'm just trying to get back to the Braves way here. You know, trying to get back to the old days of Bobby." and uh, had a laugh with that. Looking around, uh, the other sort of guy who's really emerged, it seems, is, is Eric Young Jr. Um, what what exactly has he shown? I mean, everybody knows he's fast, but that's not exactly the same thing as playing center field. What what has he shown to sort of play his way into what seems like a pretty big opportunity? Yeah, and I think that, you know when that center field spot opened up uh, when went up and went down with the foot injury the Initial thought was, you know, he has not played enough center field. Uh, they'll probably end up putting Yuri Perez or Todd Cunningham, two guys who have played that position throughout the minor leagues. Uh, you know, the, 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 they'll, they'll be much more comfortable in that spot. But what we've seen from Eric Young is, look, yes, he is unfamiliar with balls off the bat. He, he maybe he doesn't take the best routes, but his speed does make up for it. And John Hart said right away, he said, look, you know, I had Kenny Lofton for many years in, in Cleveland. He didn't take the best routes, but he had the kind of speed that he could make up for or to compensate for, for some of the bad routes that he takes. And, and, you know, Eric Young has shown that he's he's willing to put in the time. He's working hard with Bo Porter, uh, who's the third-base coach who uh, handles the outfielders from a defensive perspective. He works with him a lot. And, and, and what we've seen is, you know, he's ranged to his left. He's ranged to his right. He's gone. He's come forward. His, his arm is okay for center. I mean, center field, it, it's adequate. Um, and, and to tell you the truth, you know, what we've seen from him is certainly uh, every bit as good as what we've seen from from uh, Melvin up in the last couple of years. So um, I think he, you know, in, in Upton's absence, he'll, he'll be fine in that position. And you know, in a couple weeks or months here, we'll, we'll be talking. I'm sure one of the questions you'll be asking me is, "What are they going to do when Upton comes back?" Or why is uh, why are they sticking with Eric Young Jr. when when he's not hitting? If that well, that, yeah, that's, there's that part of the equation as well. So, yeah, you know, and, you know, that's that's going to be somewhat of a, a concern. You're hoping that he gets on base enough and puts the ball in play uh, to where he can use that speed. But, but like you said, 
as you're uh, alluding to, you, you can't steal first base. And you, you saw that his numbers dropped uh, significantly last year with the Mets, and you wonder if that's a trend. But uh, for now, I, I think they're, they're saying, hey, look, we're going to give him a chance, uh, see, if, see if this works. And the other interesting angle to that is they have been, you know, as you've uh, seen and, and read, that uh, they've been putting Peraz out there in center field. He hasn't played in the game yet. He'll be supposed to play in some some games on the minor league side. Uh, maybe if Eric Young doesn't work after a few weeks and, and there's still questions about when Upton's returning or, you know, obviously there will be lingering questions about what you're going to get when Upton returns, maybe up, maybe Peraza does end up being an option there in center field as well. One thing that we have talked about in the past, in, in recent weeks, is, is that if this club is going to surprise, and, and I have a weird hunch they're a little better than than some of the conventional wisdom out there has them. But if they're going to surprise and, and actually contend, it's going to have to be on the back of the starting rotation. And I am, I am Mr. Don't put too much into small sample sizes, but I'm looking at how the rotation has been. Um, you know, the front guys have struggled, but that'll happen. But it looks like really nobody has seized that opportunity to take that fifth spot. I mean, even Wandy Rodriguez, five Ks, five walks. What, what's... What's the back of the rotation looking like? Is Wandy clearly emerging as the guy, and, and how does that kind of look like it's going to come together? If, if you want to look simply at, at small sample sizes, uh, which is, is not the uh, intelligent approach, as you said, um, you know, yes, Wandy Rodriguez and Eric Stoltz—that seems to be the right fit for the final two rotation spots, uh, with two with two being open um, uh, with given that Meyer is going to start the year on the DL, the hope is maybe he would return in late April. So let's put Eric Stoltz in one of those spots for sure, and let's argue against Wandy Rodriguez. Yes, he was okay, he was okay the other day against the, at, you know, the Astros. He did let the uh, bottom of the lineup load the bases. He got out of it uh, that jam. He, he, you know, even when we've asked some of the other guys around the clubhouse, you know, how did he pitch um, – you know, it's just a, hey, you know, okay. There's nothing that jumps out about Wandy. Now, do you want to go ahead and pay him $2 million knowing that he failed a physical with the Phillies in December after signing a minor league contract with them or agreeing to a minor league contract with them? You know, he's made 18 starts the last two years. Do you want to really just pay him, you know, with the, you know, the gamble that he could very easily end up on the DL for most of the season? The other part of that equation is minor. You know, is minor going to come back? And you know, by the end of April, then are you paying Wandy just for a few starts? And then there's the other part of that is if you put him at the back end of the rotation with Stoltz, now all of a sudden you got two pretty similar pitchers pitching back to back, four and five. Now, yeah, you could split them up, but at the same time, I I just don't see the attraction with putting Wandy in that rotation Um, now. If, when I mentioned minor, somebody could come back and, and uh, legitimately say, uh, well, why isn't minor considered every bit as much of an injury risk? And, hey, that, that's fair. But um, at the same time, I just think that if they can get anything for Wandy, and I'm not thinking that they're going to get anything significant, much maybe a, a double-A pitcher or something, a marginal uh, player, I, I think that, that maybe just try to get something out of him trade him, um, and, and just go ahead and fill the rotation with Cody Martin, who, you know, he's not going to light up the right radar guns. He's not going to uh, 
you know, impress you with any of his stuff. But he's a guy that could fit there in the back of the rotation until either Miner's ready or until Mike Fultonevich has some time to go down to the AAA level and start to to get a better command, you know, more consistent location, better command, and more, most importantly, a better feel for his secondary stuff to where he can be more of a pitcher than a thrower. All right, well, excuse me, Mark Bowman, thanks for taking some time to chat here on MLB.com Extras, and thanks, everybody, for listening. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is now available. Watch over 250 spring training games and every regular season game live or on demand in true HD. MLB.tv Premium includes a free AtBat 15 subscription, allowing you to watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices every night on every device. Visit MLB.tv for details. Blackout and other restrictions apply. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. 